0: Podcast number 51. I'm Jeffrey Grossenbach. If I were more dedicated to the base 10 number system, I would have done something super special last time. But this time, making up for that with 10 interviews from RailsConf 2007 in Portland. So, here at RailsConf 2007, and sitting here with gentlemen, why don't you tell me your name and uh, where you work for?
1: Um, I'm Mike Sachs, and I'm with Well Beyond, and we're building a, web ne- a web-based management system for wellness uh, for people who are dealing with cancer and MS and Parkinson's and older adults.
0: So, are you the develop- only developer on the project, or do you manage a team? What kind of role are you playing?
1: Yeah, we're a startup right now, so pretty much right now, I'm the only developer, and we've been developing for a few months. And uh, I bought a Mac and. <laughs> Put text made on it and never look back. <laughs> so, why did you choose to come to RailsConf? Because I wanted to be up on the latest uh, and greatest uh, techniques in Rails. I wanted to make sure uh, the app that I developed right now is not really restful, and uh, I wanted to make sure I could uh, implement that. And um, I, I really like the community here. I think there are so many people building very creative apps, and that's kind of unique um, to Rails. I I come from a .NET world, and a lot of people are building enterprise solutions, but here there's a lot of people doing creative startup work. That's very exciting.
0: So there have only been about three lectures and one keynote so far. Which ones did you attend, and what did you think of them?
1: I uh, attended the keynote, which... um, was interesting i had expected the next big thing in rails to be announced and it turns out that 2.0 is going to be more of a getting things right and a polishing release yep and i think that's a very mature decision i guess um on on david and the core team's part now Um, people
0: weren't especially mentioned but a lot of the ideas that he talked about came from plugins and came from people in the community i think that's great that it's those ideas are being rolled into the main rails itself from people's ideas in the community that implemented.
1: That's right and, and I think uh, David th- during the keynote did a good job of essentially giving credit to those people and it, it's a, a system of innovation that seems to work well.
0: So what is like Ezra uh asset the MIRBs? spreading so that different assets come from different servers and then the asset packager I think it was Scott Becker to where bundle all your javascripts into a single file and then Chris Wanstroth with
1: the sexy migrations and then also a big thing was the, the debugging support debugging uh, yep so a, a lot of very exciting things that asset speaking of whom here is right here I'll talk
0: to you next don't move okay. any other notable workshops or lectures you attended
1: no, I haven't. I, I've been mostly uh, outside and talking to people. And That's one of the big values of this conference, just all the people here and sit down and have a chat. And I believe, well, I hope that everything is being recorded because when you meet somebody and you want to talk about something, you can just keep going and catch the content later. So exactly. So that's exciting.
0: Well, good to meet you. Thanks for talking. Thank you. So RailsConf 2007, talking to Scott
2: Becker. Now, I've used your asset packager for a while. Tell us, what is it? It helps you compress and merge your JavaScript and CSS style sheets down into one or more packages, so that you don't have to download multiple files and limit your HTTP connections. And it looks like something
0: quite similar to that is going to be rolled into Rails 2.0. You weren't mentioned by name. What do you think of what you saw this morning?
2: Um yeah I did notice that it does look pretty cool its looks like a little bit different than mine in that well the example that you showed just uh bundles all JavaScripts that you have in the JavaScript folder whereas my plugin you can kind of you can configure multiple packages so you might not want all of your JavaScripts to be sent down all at once you might just want you know this set of files for you know, your front end screens this set of files for your admin screens so I can see some different approaches to it so
0: potentially i when i saw that and having used your plugin for a while i thought well you could almost just divide things into subdirectories if you wanted to reference those individually using the system he mentioned this morning, but maybe his system is more of a general purpose one and yours would be specific.
2: No, I did hear that you can, uh, you can kind of section it out into uh, folders like that. I don't know if you can do like folders and subfolders and stuff like that, but if you're doing really complex Ajax applications, then you find yourself having, you know, lots of files to if you want to structure things.
0: It sounds like Adam Keys is about to start. Good to meet you.
2: Yeah, n- nice to meet you.
0: Jeffrey Grossenbach here at RailsConf2007. We're in Portland, Oregon, which is a long way from New York City, where Trotter Cashin is from. He recently wrote a book for Addison Wesley, PDF book. Tell us about it.
3: Well, it's called uh, Rails Refactoring to Resources, and it is basically a guide to take your existing Rails application and convert it over to REST. I give a few refactorings to kind of help take your existing controllers and routes, and move them to a more crud and resource approach, um, along with documenting a bit of the API, just because I found I needed that, since it was a little difficult to find some of those some of that information online in a nice, easy, friendly spot. So,
0: Now, I thought that was a great approach, because, yes, for a lot of people, they just need to know what REST is and how to use it within Rails, but most people people by now already have apps that are in existence and they need to change those and update those to get those to work restfully, and that whole method of organization can be confusing.
3: Yeah, it can be really confusing, and that's what I found when, uh, during RailsConf 2006, uh, David gave his keynote, and I was like, oh, wow, cool, that's really interesting, you know, this uh, rest thing is cool, and I want to try it out. So I went back, and I was working at East Media at the time, and we were working on the uh, PIP Open ID server for VeriSign, and we decided, well, hey, wouldn't it be fun to make that a little more restful? And we started to do it and found out, well, that's kind of hard. <laughs> and about that time, thought, well, maybe we can take our experience and help other people. A so.
0: couple of big things people are always wondering how to do search, how to do administrative infor- interfaces. I was surprised that he seemed to give a few examples in the keynote this morning. I was. DHH too. Did him. Um, and so some of those were a little bit different of what people have talked about as being the straightforward Rails way to do it. What did you think about that?
3: It seems neat and nice and fine, but the approach that I really like is the one that Dave Thomas put on his blog of Radar, Rest and Dumbass Recipient. Okay. Um, because kind of the search and admin things, the, the way that Dave puts it is, you know, There's a reason that's hard in REST, and that's because it's not really a RESTful thing. That's something that the client should be handling. But since you're dealing with this dumb client that is the browser, well, the client won't handle it. So you build a RESTful Rails app, and then you build a stupid client Rails app that interacts with the RESTful app. And have the browser interact with that and everything else, you know, whatever uh, useful tools people write for Mac and and Carbon or whatnot, will be able to just... Go right in to the REST interface, and, and now you, with the Active you Resource, the that's side. easier. Exactly. So Active Resource would interact directly with your REST side, whereas a web browser that comes in would not. They would go through with the, their dashboard interface and everything, so that they can they can you know play around and have the friendly. I like to click here and see all these things at once.
0: I was also surprised to see namespaces come back in. It seems like in the for Rails 2.0, routes file is going to have ability to subnest things within namespaces so you could have admin, colon, colon, articles. That does seem useful, but I was surprised to see that come back because I thought there was the idea that namespacing your controllers was a bad thing.
3: Yeah, I thought there was a push against it also, and so it kind of took me by surprise. I haven't been keeping up to date on that as I would have liked, but he showed that and went, oh, interesting. I mean... It seems fine to me. I think it's nice if you have both options available because maybe namespaces don't work for you, but one day they might, and you want to arrange your code that way and so make use of it. But I think it's just one of those things that it's an option, and if it makes your code more readable, then use it. Otherwise, leave it be.
0: Well, much bigger conference this year. What's one lecture that you've gone so far to that you enjoyed?
3: Oh, I really liked the first one I went to on clean code by... um, I forget his name now, but uh, Uncle Bob. And it was really good. It's an adaptation of the same talk that he gives using Java code, I believe, but really talking about, hey, here's how you should be writing your code, and you should be testing everything, and you should refactor as soon as you notice things hurt. Don't wait. Big rewrites won't help. Um, Incrementally improve your code so that you don't end up with just one steaming pile of mess. So I like that one.
0: Well, thanks, Trotter. Tell us a little bit about your company you work for and blog and where people should go to buy your book.
3: Yeah, I work for Motionbox. We do video, and it's a Rails site, which is fun and cool, and I really enjoy. Um, located in New York City. Uh, we are actually kind of pushing the envelope pretty hard on Rails, which is fun. We have um, a lot of data stored in our database. We have a lot of specific requirements that are difficult to meet and we are working very hard to meet them. So check it out, and you'll probably enjoy it. And hey, it's it's done in rails, so put your videos there. My blog is lifecoding.com, but I don't really post to it that often. I think the last post was like six months ago, telling people that I was going to start posting more, (laughs) which was obviously a lie. (laughs) Um, But you can go there to find stuff about me or just email me. Um, I'm on IRC with the convenient nick of Trotter. So if you see that, you'll you'll know it's me and just send me a message if you want to know anything. All right, well, thanks. All right, thank you.
0: So, second day of RailsConf, here with Mark Mansour from Melbourne, Australia. Tell us what you do.
4: I'm a pointy head boss for a Rails shop. We've got about uh, five or six uh, developers there, and we're making um, a website that lets artists sell their stuff.
0: So artists and specifically oriented toward Australia or are people going to use this all around the world? At the
4: moment, targeted at the Australian market, but we're branching out into the US and Europe in the next three months. So you've already launched in Australia. Yep. How popular has it been so far? Really good. We're getting really good um, growth. Um, The people who are joining the site are just loving it. It's really addictive. Um, We just put forums online, integrated beast into the thing, and people are just going nuts over it. So yeah, people are just commenting on each other's artwork and helping each other out it's a really friendly place
0: now what's the chance that you'll move your business to a, a better city like sydney <laughs> a better city <laughs> <laughs> yeah not so much not so much so which one of the sessions so far have you enjoyed oh the um the Memcase
4: one was fantastic really enjoyed that the um <laughs> what else was good And uh, no, everything I've seen so far. The demonizing one was pretty good as well,
0: yeah. Well, great. Nice chat with you. Thank you, sir. So it's the second day of RailsConf, standing here with Murray Steele. How's it going? It's it's awesome. It's great. Thank you so much for press-ganging
5: me into this.
0: (laughs) I just wanted to have a great Scottish accent on the uh, podcast. Hootsmon. Would you say we have a piper down... (laughs)
5: <laughs> I, I, I could say we have a piper down. Would that get everyone going? We have a piper down.
0: But seriously, uh, where do you work? Tell us your, about your company in London. Okay, so I work for Aegis Media,
5: which is a big media buying company. And we turn all of their ridiculous Excel spreadsheets into awesome Rails apps. And I work with uh, James Adam. What's that like? It's, it's pretty horrible, actually. He's really mean to me. <laughs> he, he makes me write all the code and then puts copyright symbols on it, <laughs> claiming it was him. I just, I'm always getting burned by that. Love
0: it, Shut up, James! <laughs> so it seems like there's a huge Ruby Rails community in London. There are even several, right? There's, like, Pizza yeah, there are Rails, a Rails, and there's f- another one. And yeah, there are a couple. There's, Do you go uh, to any of those?
5: Yeah, I, I help organize the London Ruby user group. And I... Uh, I've never been to the Pizza on Rails, so I can't really comment on that. It's, it's kind of secretive. They don't tell you when it is, except on their mailing list, and I haven't signed up.
0: Now, our hard thing in Seattle is just getting people to speak. Maybe we don't have enough people, but it's the same four people all the time. Do you have that problem, or how do you yeah, solve it's, that?
5: It's really hard. Every, every month after the meeting, I put out an email saying, Hey, does anyone want to talk about something? And invariably, no one does, so I have to press gang them. A lot like you a just lot done to like me. I just did. I just say, right, can you do a talk, please? I mean, Dan knows because I did it to him. I've just pointed at someone, and this is a non visual medium. I'm so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's really hard to get people, but if anyone's listening and wants to give a talk at LRUG, get in touch
0: on LRUG.org. Well, great. What was the best conf- uh, lecture you went to so far? I'm going to say
5: James, my colleague, because he's standing right next That's to me. That's kind.
0: That's kind. But he's
5: really good. If, he, if the slides are available, you should get it, because there's sound and animation. Well,
0: thanks. Thanks, Murray. No, no, thank you. It's been awesome. So, second day of Rails Conf 07, talking to the Notorious. It's the third day? Oh, because there were the workshops and then lectures, and then this is Saturday the notorious dr. Nick who can count a lot better than I can How you going, Jeffrey so I was a little disappointed in the keynote that I didn't see that magic models were rolled into the stock rails 2.0 were you disappointed
6: I wasn't the only one that was I wasn't the only one that was shocked that uh, I mean certainly David hadn't emailed me to say that it was um, but I think we all knew that, that the magic models were going to be part of 2.0. Uh, and perhaps it, you know, it's, there's still an opportunity. I don't know how hard to fix the, uh, the, the the launch is to
0: 2.0. So it still could get in there. It's a ways out.
6: I'll, uh, every time there's a release candidate, I'll be putting in a patch. Uh.
0: <laughs> now I was shocked that I think there are a thousand or fifteen hundred people, and five hundred signed up for my conf plan and listed what sessions they were going to.
6: When I built my conf plan, I didn't understand that people might use it. <laughs> And that reflected uh, in the last few days as it spent a lot of downtime. Uh, and then we tried to port it to EC2, and that that went badly. Um, yeah. So, but it's being used, and that's really exciting. It's, it's exciting to see people's laptops up, and you see the, the page up, and people using it. And it's now ready for uh, RejectConf.
0: You're going to use it for that as yeah, well. People
6: can sign up for RejectConf and actually uh, put in what their session is and their little how long it's going to go for, and the shortest sessions go first.
0: Does that guarantee you a spot at Reject Con or are you still going to wait in the two-block-long line with everyone else?
6: It's uh, 110 people are coming, so uh, the fire warden won't let uh, the 111th person has to stay outside.
0: It's rough. It's
6: hard. hardcore. Hardcore here in Portland.
0: Well, what other sessions are you looking forward to?
6: I Well, I've just been to see Julian booter Actually, I used to... Um, I was at the same research center he was at, and so it was pretty interesting. He had a very matrixy theme. So I know that was past tense, but it was very matrixy. Uh, he had an output that for showing, uh, for demonstrating the, his, his test log. It actually looked very matrixy. That was uh, pretty awesome.
0: Well, finally, other than maybe or maybe not being a real doctor, where I'm do you work? I'm definitely a real doctor. You are a real I'm doctor. I'm definitely a
6: real doctor. There is, I, I'm not that clever to pretend to be one. <laughs> um, no, I mean, and. It's the, it's the lack of personal confidence that makes you want to put the doctor in the front. <laughs> uh, if I was more, if I had better self, self-esteem, self perhaps I'd just call myself Nick.
0: <laughs> so, day two or three, depending on how you're counting, of RailsConf, talking with Josh Goebel, author of not only Pasty, but also Beast. What's it like working together with Rick Olson?
7: Well, I've never actually met him yet, but Rick is the coolest... you never in person? No. Just... No, I was hoping he'd come to the conference, but... You're just pen pals. Yeah. Through we, subversion. I have his IEM, and I bug him kind of whenever. I try not to do it too much because, you know, he's core now. And, but we, we were buddies before he was core, so I feel like we have a legitimate whatever. <laughs> and I've seen Beast mentioned
0: not only a few times through today, but 37signals is using it and seems to have
7: hit a sweet spot that people really wanted in a forum. That kind of, I think 37Signals using Beast kind of validates what we were trying to do because they are like the perfect example of minimal, just the feature set that you need. They did add one or two things that are actually really hard to notice. You have to use it to notice them, but pretty much they use Beast out of the box. They tweak the design to go for, because, I mean, they were, had a blog post about it. They want to design different than their apps.
0: I'm surprised more people haven't used Beast but then just hook it into an existing user system, a lot of sites I go to, I have an account on part of it, and then I have to sign up for another beast account. Do you think think that's a problem, or is it just up to the individual implementer to make it work with their site if they want a smooth experience?
7: I think we certainly have a lot of people talking on the forums that want to do that and want to know the right way to do that. And of course, there's like three different ways you could do it, from just talking to the database to totally merging your apps to some sort of API. But I don't know I mean it depends on and I've thought about with recent apps like some sort of copying accounts over like from the main app to the beast form, but I mean synchronization it's a lot of or something. extra complexity that you don't yeah. necessarily need so it's up to the user
0: okay because every situation is going to be different yeah. pasty also that was just kind of a fun thing you did, and then now it's one of the textmate bundles either he uses your server instance of of uh, pasty or he installed his own what
7: Oh, no, um, the domain name goes back to the paste.kaboo.se. It's all one place. It's, um, There's only but the one. DNS doesn't resolve very quickly. And, like, um, Alan, author of TextMate, was bugging me about it one day. And I was like, create your own alias to my Com," which if you go to DNS, you can get all these names. So he just created an alias that would pop up quicker for TextMate users. You asked me something else about Pasty, but I forgot what you asked. <laughs> so what else are you working on right now? Oh. Um Commercial or non? Oh, well, there's a um, social school network. It's eduvo.com. Technically, we've launched. I don't know that there's a lot of schools signed up for the system right now, but it's something cool. Um, I know everyone's done a social network, but this is also something um, for, like, a college level, like, teachers can sign in, and they can get classes, and then you have a grade book. You can track your students' attendance. So there's a lot of more value-added features it's not just all your friends hooking up like on facebook it's more of a the school gets into the community and there might be like school events or that kind of stuff too
0: well good to hear well thanks for the chat
7: yeah thanks
0: so last night keynotes were by zay frank and avi bryant and while they were quite quite good there wasn't a lot of ruby discussed and here i'm with adam keys who's trying to fill that void with some new terminology
8: yeah exactly uh, we down in Dallas, in the Dallas Ruby Brigade, we believe that uh, monkey patching, while it's served us well, uh, the, the, the time has come for some new terminology there. So while you have duck typing in Ruby, we believe that monkey patching should become duck punching. Po- roll, unroll
0: that for us. Exactly. Duck punching, so this isn't hurting any animals?
8: No, no. It's, but the uh, logo would the, encourage... The, 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 the the proposed logo does imply harming animals, which is really kind of kind of not cool. But you know, and to sake a think... comedy and cartoon violence—it's cartoon violence. That's the important part.
0: Now you went to PyCon a couple months ago, and it's well known that in the Python world they frown on monkey patching. Do you think they would think more positively of duck punching?
8: No, I think they will continue to look down on us no matter how uh, awesome and hilarious we become.
0: I also have Patrick Ewing. Is this a good idea, and will it catch on?
8: Well, I was just totally sold by Adam. Um, the idea being that if, the, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a duck, right? So if this, uh, if this duck is not giving you the noise that you want, you've got you to gotta just punch that duck until it returns what you expect. <laughs> That's
0: profound. You even came up with a, a noise that would go along with this.
8: Um, Adam, could you punch me? <laughs> <laughs> it this isn't Patrick Ewing punching, though. <laughs> no, <just> Whack. Not.
0: <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen, with a little help from Amy Hoy with the punching. <laughs> so, after hours here at RailsConf talking to Rand, Rand Fitzpatrick, you were part of the original 50 to use Hack, What was that like? Enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, it was kind of buggy at first, but why? Knocked out some of the bugs pretty
5: quickly. I uh, went through a ton of revisions. The lessons kept on coming. I was teaching my fiancé how to actually program using it. So was had a challenging audience, but she was appreciative at the end. He keeps pushing out a lot of new content, and he's working on a whole bunch of new distribution methods. It's going to be fun seeing what happens in the next couple months. The development process was really good. Uh, he's hidden a lot of tools within the framework and made it really easy to use. So he can push out a lot of content that will be really appreciated by kids. I mean, it prim- primarily is a educational tool. In the near future, it should be able to make blogs within you know five lines of code. Uh, it worked pretty stably to do that already. Uh, as soon as you get a couple more days of development, I think it will be really locked down.
0: I also recorded a few sessions at Reject Conf. You can find that on the secret uncut Raw Rails podcast feed. I'll link to it off podcast.rubyonrails.org. Intro music on the accordion by Joey Davila. Sponsored by Peep Code Screencasts. Equipment by Samson Audio.